Um, how are we going to organize medium talk? I don't know. Let's just talk about crackers. I know. <laughs> Do we need to organize it? I feel like. I, yeah, I think we just kind of maybe like, I don't know. It's a cracker it's a... free for all. <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay. An, uh, open discussion about crackers. Sure. Cracker free for all makes it sound like a white supremacist thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, you never know where these conversations are going to go. <laughs> Remember a time when the world wasn't on fire? Do you remember when politics wasn't always a walking nightmare? Do you remember when you could go to the grocery store to browse for fun new snacks without worrying about a deadly virus? Well, Pepperidge Farms remembers. And so does this show has everything. Prepare your cheesiest puns, because today we're putting on the Ritz. That's right, this show is everything about crackers. Crackers we love, crackers we hate, and everything in between. Speaking of crackers, I'm Meredith, the MVH Van Harn in Home Sweet Home Money Pit Studios in Detroit, Michigan. And today on the show, we have a real charcuterie board of hosts. <laughs> Terrible. Uh, in the Stick of Butter Studios in New Brighton, Minnesota, it's Ann Lundholm. Hi, Ann. Hi. I was going to eat Ritz crackers with peanut butter for dinner last night until I realized that I had roasted vegetable Ritz, and I oh. couldn't see that going mm. with peanut butter. Mm. So, ooh, it's like a Thai kind of deal, but mm-hmm. that's not. <laughs> it doesn't <Nope>. work. <laughs> uh, in the day job studios in Boston, Massachusetts, it's Bobby Pape. Hey, Bobby. Good morning, Meredith. Uh, I. Uh... I had some vegetable, one of the vegetable crackers, the Nabisco veggie vegetable flavored. Thins. Vegetable thins. Mm. For the first time this week, and uh, that was the closest thing I've come to a vegetable in a couple of days. More on that <laughs> in small talk. And finally, you've already heard her, of course, in the Middle-Aged Mom Studios in Austin, Texas. It's Hillary Livingston Butler. Hey, Hillary. Hi. I like can't keep my mouth shut until I'm introduced. I'm like, put me in, coach. Yeah, me too. <laughs> It's not like we d- pretend like you're not there until we I'm a ghost say hi. until come on. Ding that would dong. be fun to see Who's how long we can door? go. <laughs> it's like we do this dance where we pretend like we haven't been talking for ten minutes. Ten minutes. Like <laughs> twenty. Twenty, fifteen, thirty. Uh, Well, anyway, today on the show, we're going to update you on our very exciting lives with some small talk. We'll dig into the mailbag and we'll read some of your responses to last week's question of the week. Uh, Medium talk, like I said, will feature our copious opinions on crackers. Um, We'll have a few Tishy recommends. And of course, we'll let you know how you can get involved with the show. So let's get crack a lacking. Bobby, do you want to take us into small talk? I, I do. And and I have just an outsized amount of small talk this week. But before I do my my laundry list of small talk items, my vignettes on an American life, as I told you all before we started. Uh, and you are first in line, and uh, I would never cut in front of you. So please tell us about your uh, listener recommendation recall. Yes. Thank you very much, Bobby. I have been off the podcast for a couple of weeks just because I decided to paint my kitchen cabinets, which is kind of an involved process for anybody that uh, has done that sort of thing. But one of the great things about having a big project is it is an excellent time for binging a new podcast. And I had one 
that listener John recommended way back in 2019 when we did a tripod episode. Uh, He recommended the podcast Girl in Space, which is a science fiction um, scripted podcast. And I immediately downloaded it, had it on my podcatcher, and I was just waiting for an appropriate time where I was going to be uh, involved in something for a long period of time. And I wanted something, a story to roll yeah. into. And so I finally, almost a year later, fired up the Girl in Space podcast and it was great. So I just wanted to thank John for the recommendation. Cool. Yeah, it was excellent. And apparently there's a season two coming soon. So my timing is great. It's so exciting when you know you have a future thing to look forward to. Mm-hmm. You don't have podcast. to wait like yes. a year for the next thing to come out. Yeah, yeah because yeah. I think you remember that podcast Limetown, which is another yes. one of those scripted mm-hmm. things. Yeah. And the wait between the first season and the second season was like three years. And by the time season two came, I just had totally lost interest. I didn't remember who any of the characters were or what had happened in the story. And I was just like, meh. And I didn't listen to it. So my timing is excellent on this one. Okay. I hope John is still listening so that he gets a payoff from... <laughs> <laughs> So on to my vignettes. Um, it's been a chaotic week out here in uh, in Boston. Uh, I've I've mentioned on the show before our new apartment is like a block, well, a few blocks from my office and the apartment. They're very close, and so I'm back and forth all the time. Uh, Sam works at a bunch of different places around the city, and so she's running around all over the place. We sold one of the cars a few weeks ago, as I mentioned, so we're we're sort of car swapping, sharing, scheduling, which is one of the reasons I was a few minutes late today recording. But uh, one of the other things about city life in an apartment building that we were not prepared for is the random times when the building owner just needs to do maintenance. And the thing that needed to be done last week was um, pesticides for pests and rodents. We haven't had any problems in our apartment. Thank God. When we moved in, there are some rat traps, mouse traps, whatever. Not rat traps. Rat traps would be huge. There are mouse traps tucked away in the corners of the kitchen, but they were there when we moved in and they haven't moved the entire time we've been here and we don't see anything. And so they're in places too narrow for the cat to get to. So I'm good. And as long as she doesn't lose a ton of weight, we're good. Are you sure Uh, the mouse traps aren't just full? And that's why... Nobody's coming and going. I I can see the mouse traps, and they are in there. You know, they're the classic spring-loaded. Oh, 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 oh! As if they should have like a a, a cartoon piece of cheese sitting on them. Mm-hmm. They're they're frizzell catchers, and so <laughs> they're just sitting there. And we we haven't had any problems. And so my first reaction when the building management emailed us and was like, "We need to spray all the apartments, and we need to come through and do all this and clear everything and clear out your entire kitchen and clear out your bathroom and put everything away." And it's like, "Fuck, we just moved in, and now we got to like gut the kitchen and gut the bathrooms Ugh. and come through and do this." And I was like, "We are good." And they were like, "No, we have to do every apartment because essentially they'll just run to the apartment we didn't do if we don't do every apartment." So, shit. Okay, so. We had to clear out all of our crap, and so I did. We gutted the kitchen and like took everything off the shelves. And we have open shelves for our plates and cups and stuff, and so you don't want that exposed to all that. So we had to put all that away and into the bedroom and cover it up. But the other problem we have is Cupcake. Cupcake sleeps 20 hours a day, so like she's just home all the time. <laughs> Her rigorous want... schedule. Right. 
She's not working right now? Well, I guess the economy is pretty rough. Exactly. So we didn't want to leave her home through this process. One, because, you know, strangers coming and going and opening the apartment door. She did, When she was young, when we, when we first adopted her and she was, you know, five years old, she would bolt for the door once in a while. And so we had to be a little careful about that. In her old age now, she's not a runner. You know, we can sort of, if the door is open and we're sort of watching, but she will, in a moment of curiosity, kind of bounce around a corner or something. And so I just don't want to go chasing down the hall or expect these guys. And I didn't want to lock her in the bedroom all day because this stuff's still happening and maybe they need to get into the bedroom because that's where windows are. And we didn't know what to do. And I, I realized that the answer was to bring Cupcake to work for the day. Um, you know, I basically work alone. I, I share my office with one other person. Two, but one hasn't been in since March because he's very careful and paranoid. And so my colleague Bridget and I were both going to be here on Wednesday and I sheepishly texted her and I was like, hey, you know how I use the office like an extension of my personal life and like my professional wardrobe is hanging up on hooks in my office and I keep food in the fridge and I hang out here on the weekend sometimes because I just use it as living space. Would you mind if I just completely eroded any last function of a professional workspace and brought my cat to work for the day? <laughs> and she wrote back in all capital letters, oh, my God, yes, I want to be cupcake. So that was great. Yeah, right. So I, I uh, the day before, so on Tuesday, she came in on Wednesday. On Tuesday, I took a lid from a paper box and I used some usps priority mail stickers to show up the corners of it and i laid it down on top of a garbage bag and we brought in some cat litters so she have a little box for temporary litter box and we brought in some food and you know filled up a water cooler thing of water on the floor for and got it all ready for her. and we put her in her donut harness that she hates oh, baby uh which has pictures of donuts on it, correct? Yes. It's not shaped as a donut. Yeah, it's not like a pool floaty. No, it would that would also be awesome, but <laughs> she's got a little wound right now on her shoulder and the uh the vest keeps her from re re injuring it, re kicking it, you know, kicking at it and opening it back up over and over again. So she's that's been her fate for a couple of weeks now, is living in that vest most of the time. Oh no, she's pretty upset at you for that. Oh yeah. Oh she hates it. But she also will hate, you know, bleeding over and over again. So, you know, we make sacrifices. Um, and I brought her in and uh, I, I took pictures of her all day and I got hardly any actual work done because I was too busy admiring the cat. We let her free in the office for a little while. She sniffed a bunch of files. She went under the credenza in Bridget's office and came out covered in dust bunnies. Um she didn't make any run to try to leave. She slept on one of the office chairs in my little office for a while. I propped a, a headset on her and made it look like she was on a Zoom call at one point. <laughs> um, I liked that she was wearing the harness and no pants, just like everybody else on Zoom. Right, guys? <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> uh -huh. uh, yeah. So uh, it was take your cupcake to work day. And it worked out fine. And I wiped down everything with bleach wipes after. And now I'm just hoping that nobody with a major cat allergy comes in and, like, dies. Well, well, the pictures that you shared with us, she was giving the camera the stink eye in every single one of <laughs> <Yeah>. them. <laughs> she did not look thrilled. Uh, she has a pretty intense RBF to begin with. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> Amplified. Uh, don't, don't take those pictures for a read on how her whole day went. She still managed to get a solid 17 or 18 hours of sleep in on that day. 
Uh, God, my dream. I know, seriously. <laughs> she did throw up in her carrier, but that's because we drove Sam to work before we came here, and the ride on Sturo was was particularly bumpy and rocky, and she, yeah, she made her point known that she was, un, you know, unamused by that. But once she settled down, she was fine. <laughs> Cats throwing up is not news for you non-cat owners. It barely means anything, which is why I don't have a cat. Same. <laughs> uh, so that's Take Your Cupcake to Work Day. And then uh, I also did something this week in the office that I'm going to title a new segment, Bobby Eats It So You Don't Have To. And this week's edition is the Papa John's Papadilla. Ooh, I don't know about this. What is this? Ah, so you don't watch enough NFL football because <laughs> Papadilla commercials are a solid third, I would say it goes. Skyco, Papadilla... And then uh, Trucktober. That's been like the the staple Mm -hmm. commercials for football. And now that football's on six or seven days a week because of the coronavirus, uh, I'm just getting inundated every day. So the Papadilla is a sandwich that uh, Papa John's has rolled out. It's been out for a little while now, and I hadn't had one yet. And every month or two, I get a craving for shitty chain pizza. Just, you know, I just want cheese on, well, cracker, basically. And we'll get there. And uh, it was, uh, I was working a very long day. Uh, Sam was working late and I had an evening meeting in the office uh, with one other person socially distanced with masks on. And so I was here from like 8 a.m. to like 11 p.m. by the time it was all over. So I decided to order in some dinner from Papa John's. I figured I would get it out of my system because Sam hates that kind of shit. And I was like, well, I can order a... A, a garlic breadstick tray and some sort of pizza and be happy and I'll put the leftovers in the fridge and great. And then I saw the papadilla on the website and I thought, yes, this is the day I try the Papa John's papadilla. <laughs> it's a flatbread sandwich. They come in a few different varieties. There's like a buffalo chicken and a bunch of other ones. But I saw the pepperoni and meatball and I thought to myself, those are common pizza toppings. So if I order a pepperoni and meatball, I'm ordering something that they go through a lot. It's not like the, oh, we got an idiot who ordered the buffalo chicken. So I got the the pepperoni meatball. And if you can't picture this, imagine a half circle flat with the toppings in the middle as the sandwich filler. And if it sounds like I'm describing somebody who just folded a pizza in half, that's because they just folded a pizza. <laughs> I mean, isn't that called a calzone? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Or a pizzone. Well, <laughs> that's Pizza Hut. I was going to say, pizzone is a trademark of the Pizza Hut Corporation and nobody out pizzones the hut. Um, the, a calzone is, a good calzone is, is folded up. So you fold the dough over with the toppings in it, but then there's some ricotta in there and you, you crimp the end like a dumpling. And then, you know, there's, there's a little art to a good calzone. This is not a calzone. This is literally, we made a pizza with your toppings on it. And then after cooking it, we folded it in half and called after? it a sandwich. Yes. How does that work? Well, I mean, they literally just folded it over on itself and it's the shape of a cheap bar quesadilla, which is the same technology, right? And what is the point of this? It's it's an entirely new menu. They created a genre called papadilla. This is innovation, <laughs> Meredith. <laughs> you can't understand the, the chef. It's a pizza. Papa John's. Folded in half. The uh, visionary you know, I... culinary professionals. <laughs> And here's the thing. You've got to think about it. Those kitchens only have so much capacity. They've got a 
they've got a pizza oven that's like a conveyor belt and they've got their toppings and they've got their pans. And so what are they going to invent with those materials? I'm sending you all now a picture in the Slack channel of a papadilla in its final form. Yeah. I mean, it really is like a calzone. Yeah. Well, right. But again, calzone. But it's not sealed. Marginally harder to make. Yeah. This is literally, we've already, this is ridiculous. We have trained you how to make a pizza. We're going to add one step to your training, which is to fold it over. I don't like this. And it's a little bit, this is lazy. It's a little bit thinner than their pizza. So I'm thinking what they do is they probably take like a large pizza dough and they use half of it. And so it's a little thinner. But they, you know, so they fold. I, I, so I get this thing and, and I cut it in half and I'm taking a bite out of it. And uh, here's my review of the Papa John's Papadilla. Eh. <laughs> fine. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, it was a mess. Like everything was sliding out of it again. Calzone usually closed. So you get like a pocket situation. This not closed. So it was a giant fucking mess. I ended up eating it with a fork and knife like some sort of uh, <laughs> you know, sort fancy of person. Coastal elite. <laughs> Is, I am on the water now, guys. Um, and uh, it was thoroughly mediocre. Now, I ate half of it, and I ate well, more than half of the also uh, garlic cheese breadsticks that I ordered, which well, is the thing from Papa John's. I mean, if yeah. you're going to get, yeah. you know, basted in that garlic butter nonsense that they have. The garlic butter is the key to it. I mean, well, that's yeah. the innovation mm-hmm. that right. they, they made. Right. They should have stopped yeah. then. <laughs> they should just, just, well, I know I told the story years ago at the time I got pizza from a different place, but then went across the street to buy Papa John's <laughs> garlic butter to go with it. Oh, and the man. manager of the Papa John's was very mad at me because of that. <laughs> anyway, so all of that happened. Um, I will say the Papadilla, so the next day, Friday for lunch, I was here and I took it out of the fridge cold and I thought, well, I mean, shitty pizza cold is the way to eat it. And so let's check on the papadilla. Legitimately a better sandwich cold. Mm, I can believe Ooh. that. Yeah. Cold, when it was sort of holding together better, was more like a like a meatball gyro sandwich. Like the bread kind of had that that pita-y consistency to it. And uh, yeah, I, I might eat another one cold. So if you don't want to finish your papadilla, give me a call. But I'm not ordering <laughs> another fresh one. <laughs> Bobby will swing by. If I can ask a somewhat imprudent question... Um, I can't quite tell from the picture how how what kind of length are we talking about? Is this a six incher or okay, okay, eight inch on this baby? Keep talking because I want to cut this out later. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to remember. I think it was it was probably um, eight eight to ten. Hold on, I got a ruler here. Yeah, because you got oh you, my god, you've got that two ounce <laughs> sauce cup next to it for scale, and so right. that looks like you could line up about four of those. I I want to say actually it was that that's a wider cup that's not a two ouncer I think well I think it's like a wider flatter cup uh, and more on that later when we get to the shameless Amazon plug of the week uh, I want to say it was about ten inches long and I know it comes in the same wow <laughs> you know, it's, uh... so when you eat did you did you eat a quarter of that meaning a half of a pizza in one sitting is that like how it works yes uh, however oh. I think they skimp on the toppings when you're folding it over because yeah you know. And like I said, they stretch it thin, so it's it's not as hefty as as a half a pizza would have been. Mm-hmm. No, don't don't get me wrong. I can eat a whole pizza. Let's not. <laughs> well, <laughs> don't if, get it if, twisted. As, as you theorized, they took half a half a batch of half a large pizza dough's worth of pizza. Then you know, right? What is that? Stretched a it out, small and a half. Bit? 
pizza. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking. I'm now on the Papa John's website. I hadn't done this much homework to to announce it. So first of all, Papa D is a trademark term. Registered well, trademark is the is. Papa John's Corporation. <laughs> and <laughs> what what's the dia for? I mean, uh, is I, it some I, Italian bastardization of something? I I think it it must lean on quesadilla, right? Quesadilla. Oh. <laughs> But they don't. What it looks but like. they don't use L L A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's a papadilla. Um, <laughs> but you know, if they spelled it like that, people, yeah, people would just be like, "Can I have a papadilla? <laughs> papadilla?" Uh, yeah, my choices were buffalo chicken, Philly cheesesteak, grilled barbecue chicken and bacon, meatball and pepperoni, or Italian. Oh, I think you made the right choice. Oh, you, although the Italian, I'm just noticing now, has Alfredo on it. Ooh. Ugh. <laughs> How's that going to be cold? I'm not going to find Loopy. out. Uh, so, yes, uh, Bobby eats it so you don't have to. Papadia edition. <laughs> Thank you for your service. You. God. Uh, and and I'm going to keep filibustering here because I have one more, and it's Adventures in Candyland. And this is not my story, but I need to tell it. Bobby, uh, we are confirming this judge. I don't care how long you filibuster. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we need nine. <laughs> we, yeah, Obviously. We need nine. No more, no less. Unless it benefits us. Yes. Or unless we go back a couple hundred years. Um, Adventures in Candyland is a story I'm stealing from my mother, who, God help me, should never hear this. Um, and don't any of you fuck it up and tell her that I told this story. Um, Hillary already knows the beats on this one. So uh, she has, she gave me her, her nod to think it was good for me to share. So my mom is on vacation don't put, this week. Don't lay the blame on me with this. <laughs> I'm simply looking to spread it around. Okay. Uh, my mother is on vacation in the Outer Ranks this week. This is something she's done several times before. She's got a group of friends. They all go together. I hope they're wearing their masks. I I don't know. The Carolinas strike me as a general place where people don't follow directions. Yeah. So who knows? Um, We're on vacation, baby. No masks on vacation. Exactly. Yeah, that's a terrible tan line, right? <laughs> so, uh, right. So she uh, she drove down to the Outer Banks from Western New York. She actually came to Buffalo first, and I saw her, and she was going to rent a car, but there was an issue with the rental car, very uh, Seinfeld-esque. So we won't get into the details on that, but she did end up driving her own car down to the Outer Banks. And it's just worth mentioning that because coming out here before she left delayed her a couple hours. And she ended up getting out all the way down there very late. It was about two in the morning when she arrived. And so she, uh, the, you know, she's got, they, they're all renting this house together, right? And it's it's near the water and it's a place where there are just all these rentals lined up. So she lets herself in. It's the middle of the night. She goes downstairs to the bedroom that she had picked ahead of time. She goes in. She sets up her stuff. She goes to bed. Fine. She wakes up in the morning. She's getting all these texts from her friends. Candy, where are you? What's going on? And she goes, I'm in bed. I got in so late. Just shut up and let me sleep in. It's like 930. I got here at 2 in the morning. I'm on vacation. I'm not getting up yet. Don't worry about it. And they're like, okay, well, we don't know where you are, but there's coffee upstairs. So come on up when you're ready. And so my mom finally gets up, gets out of bed, and she's like, I don't hear you guys. What's going on? I don't smell any coffee. She goes upstairs. Completely different group of people in the living room. (laughs) There's a family, a mother and a father and a daughter, 
and they have no idea who she is, and she has no idea who they are. Oh, my God. And she just says, I don't know what's going on. And she Was realizes, she, like, in her pajamas and shit? I'm sure. <laughs> God. Oh, God. She went one house over <laughs> to the wrong rental, and she let herself in. <laughs> And the daughter says, oh, yeah, I forgot to lock the door last night. Oh, God. She had well... punched her code in the punch lock, and it worked. And so she didn't realize she was at the wrong house. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Candy. Poor I mean, that's everyone. Com- that's a combination of, um, I don't even know, coincidences that led to this whole thing. Yep. So so she she goes downstairs she packs up she gets out of there as fast as she can she apologizes she goes over to her friends this family feels so bad about what happened to her that they bring over a note telling her not to worry about it and a bottle of wine that's very sweet (laughs) that's very sweet that's amazing and i i she told me this story and i was like congratulations on being white because the odds of yes. you not yes. being shot. <laughs> yes, seriously. Yep. Seriously, in North Carolina. Right. <laughs> oh, God. Um, that is, I, I had a, like a similar-ish story that did not, well, I wasn't the person that, that did that. But I, when Dave and I lived in Los Angeles, we lived in one of those um, apartments that you have to like go into the apartment. And then it's almost like dorm style where it's like door, 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 door. And we were not always great about locking our door, which is stupid. And one, like it was like a Monday or something. I woke up, we had a one bedroom, but like a big living room. I woke up, went to the bathroom and I like noticed something on the couch. And I'm like, what is that? And I, I didn't have my contacts in. I'm like, Dave, 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 come look. What What's that? And it was a woman sleeping on our couch. And I was like, but she looked, I mean, she actually was black, but she like didn't look homelessy or whatever like she just looked like a normal person sleeping on a couch and I was like um you have to go deal with this and so Dave was like ma'am excuse me ma'am ma'am I think you're in the wrong apartment and and this so we lived in apartment 105 I think she'd had a fair amount to drink the night before and was trying to get to her friend's apartment which was 305 and she just raced out of the apartment. She was so embarrassed. Uh, we So she left her purse behind. And so I was like, I felt bad, but I was kind of like digging through it. And I found her email address and I'm like, hey, I have your stuff. And I think she was so embarrassed. She just said, can you just give it to my friends and I'll pick it up from there. And I was like, yeah, that's totally fine. But it was like, it was scary at first because you're just like, holy shit, who is in our apartment? We've been sleeping this whole time and somebody's been sleeping on the couch like near us. But um, I actually ended up becoming friends with her friends, not with her, but with her friends. (laughs) (laughs) I was pretty used to this having, my brother's five years older than me and his friends were, were transient degenerate weirdos and so it was not uncommon for me to wake up and there just was some weirdo on the couch like (laughs) it wouldn't even occur to me to to check and see who they were just like oh that's one of my brother's friends sure yeah i mean i i we've talked about this before with our childhoods but i was famously a latch keyless kid i mean i came home to an empty house but it was never locked i didn't have a house key i don't think i had a house key until we moved into an apartment when i was in high school where it was like on a busy street. And so suddenly it was like, oh, right, we probably should lock the doors. But the house I intermittently grew up in, you could show up at any time and just let yourself in. And on the rare occasion, somebody who didn't know better locked the front door. You could just go around to the back. So <laughs> see, we we're so par- my parents were really paranoid. We didn't live in like a high crime area, but 
they insisted on locking every door, every window, all the time you lock the car doors. We were latchkey kids. We had our own keys and there was a hidden key. I'm not telling you where because I don't want you to go back in time and break into my yeah, childhood home. Not. Um, Did they have but sometimes, fake rock technology back then? <laughs> <laughs> sometimes we used that and forgot to put it back and then we'd be locked out of the yeah. house when we, the next day when we came home from school because we're dumb, irresponsible kids. Um, and I've had so many problems with locks that I've just insisted on having a, a keypad lock yeah. on at least one door of my house since I, I don't know, like 2010. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, but then what sometimes? happens when the keypad breaks? I don't know. <laughs> That's what I worry about. <laughs> I don't know. I have a key. I, I just never yes. use right. it. I'm one of those people that I, I'm getting to the point where like I distrust our reliance on technology you know my smart thermostat and my Mm -hmm. remote keyless Mm -hmm. entry and my everything and i'm like yeah but what what happens when the battery dies well there is the backup right like it has it's still a regular lock right it has a key Um, slot but that does remind there is an episode of black mirror like that where all these things turn against the the inhabitants of the house (laughs) i worry about that sometimes i mean when the zombie apocalypse comes (laughs) and all the power grids and everything go Mm -hmm. down I, I'm gonna need my key so I can barricade <laughs> myself <trail>. in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that's the end of my filibustering here. <laughs> I, I also put on the list that uh, uh, the news that Coca-Cola is discontinuing Tab at the end of 2020, which I think falls into a follow-up file for us, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. This is an ongoing conversation about various diet sodas that we've had. So, uh, Tab heads, go get your fix because that and Coke Life, which I'm pretty sure nobody liked. Coke Life away. was that the one what with the green label? Yes, oh, it was like it still has some calories, but only a little, because <laughs> we use natural sugar, but less of it. I think right. It was some was. sort of it's natural. We're all mm-hmm. organic and cane stevia. sugar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I had Whatever. it once and it was terrible. So. I'm doing the jack off motion while like that. <laughs> it's like, okay, you're drinking a soda. Okay, relax. <laughs> I don't know that I've ever heard anyone verbalize it that way before. <laughs> I am making a jack-off motion. Uh, well, I would like to springboard off of your soda topic, Bobby. Uh, a couple of weeks ago when I was not on the show, uh, you talked about your dalliance with Diet Dr. Pepper. Yes. Uh, with the thought that I might scorn you if no. I found out just a fidelity <laughs> issue i mean I, I know that you're you're a loyal you're a loyal person which i consider a benefit uh, you know a positive thing about you is that you're, you're a very loyal person. i am I, i'm very loyal but here's the thing i will say you drink whatever you want baby it's a, it's a free world i would fuck with the diet dr pepper totally the, the thing is every once in a while like the mcdonald's by my work which is everybody knows is where I go to get my Diet Coke where they act, they can see me coming down the stairs from the street because you, you go down half a flight to get in there. They can see my shoes and they know it's me. <laughs> get that. it ready. Get it ready. <laughs> Sometimes they don't even speak to me. They just hold up the cup. <laughs> and do you just throw a dollar at them and leave? Sometimes they give it to me for free because they're nice. <gasps> wow. You know? They're very nice people there. They know you're loyal. But there is a, a Diet Dr. Pepper nozzle on the fountain. And every once in a while, I get seduced 
by the idea of a diet Dr. Pepper. And I, and it's fine, TM Hillary, but it's, you know, I just, for myself, yeah. I like the classic yep. better. But if anybody else wants to try something else, that's totally fine with me. And I'll, I'll take this opportunity to um, make a confession that I've been trying to cut back on the Diet Coke. I don't know and what's up, what's down. <laughs> 2020 <laughs> is really taking its toll. But only because um, uh, Meredith and Hillary will know this because I was telling you guys about this weeks ago is that I started having some heart palpitations. Just every once in a while, like I would be sitting quietly reading a book or lying in bed or something, and my heart would just go boom. Boom, boom, You're like, a few times. And it was very disconcerting. So, of course, I read up on it, mailclinic.com or WebMD or whatever. And um, the vast majority of the times, it's absolutely not a problem that allayed my fears somewhat, especially since I don't have any of the other associated symptoms, like I'm not lightheaded or dizzy and no shortness of breath or anything. But it did say maybe it's stress. And I was like, okay six months into the pandemic i think it would have presented yeah. itself before now it could be uh, too much sodium so i checked my sodium levels and they seem to be you know i'm well within the recommended daily limit and they said maybe too much caffeine and i was like god damn it <laughs> no so i decided you know make this good faith effort so here's what i have swapped into my routine I have been getting some of those refrigerated juices, you know, in the grocery store where they have like the Tropicana orange mm. juice and whatever they have. I think Minute Maid does it and they have a zero sugar, uh, quote unquote, juice. They proudly pro pro proclaim on the label 3% juice. I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> and they have like a, a lemonade and a pink lemonade and a mango passion and like a fruit punch, whatever. And I get those and I cut them with um, Diet 7-Up. And it's quite mm. good with some ice. Uh, Diet Seven nice. Up is good. That I like I, Seven Up itself is whatever, but Diet Seven Up is a solid choice. I it's enjoy good. it. It's yeah. good. You know, between Sprite and Seven Up, I don't drink enough of either one of them to develop a preference. Yeah. But I got to go back to the, was it the 90s where they had the Seven Up the Spot? marketing campaign where it was oh, the yeah. little yeah. spot guy yeah, yeah, with the arms yeah. and legs he was cute and i'm yeah. like well <laughs> let that marketing work for me i know this time diet seven up weirdly was like my go-to drink when i was pregnant with my kids like that's all i, I mean i probably hmm. should have been like drinking water i guess <laughs> whatever but <laughs> but i love diet seven up it gave me like it's not champagne but it kind of felt a little fun there's no caffeine, you know. That's why I like sparkling water so much. Yeah. Is yeah. I can easily have that instead of like a glass of wine because it feels a little special. Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. and, and I don't love non-carbonated beverages, probably partly because I'm just so used to it from Diet yes. Coke. But yeah. sometimes mm -hmm. I feel like the non-carbonated drinks, they have an aftertaste that I find strange. Maybe it's like, maybe I'm actually able to taste the aspartame. And this yes. stuff, because it's not Diet Coke, burning it out of my, <laughs> scouring it from my taste buds. But there's like a weird kind of dusty aftertaste to it. But if I add a little carbonated something, then I don't taste that. So it's been working out pretty well. I'm probably down to about 40% of the Diet Coke that I used to drink. I mean, Still having the heart palpitations, but 
That's okay. Actually, I was having dinner with my mom this week, and I mentioned it to her, and she immediately said, oh, that runs in the family. I get oh. them, too, and your grandma also did all the oh. time. And I'm like, oh. all right. Oh. Drink up. Yep. <laughs> she, yeah. She's, you know, she's a nurse, and she's been to the doctor about them, and they're just like, meh. No big deal. Happens. So I'm like, all yeah. right. It's probably not a bad idea for me to cut back on the caffeine, so. Yeah. I have a diet soda confession, and I think this might be unforgivable, although I don't take response. I take some responsibility. So we were at Costco the other day to get Bear's sedatives. <laughs> He's insane, and he requires <laughs> daily medication to calm him down. Um, and so we were both out running errands, and so Gregory was there with me, and I was waiting at the pharmacy, and he ran to get – we were out of Diet Coke – and he, he was like, where is it? And I was like, I don't know. It's Costco. It's crazy. Just go towards beverages. I don't know. And so he went and he came back and he's been dealing. I don't want to tell too much of his business, but he's working on um, getting a new job and he's kind of in the onboarding process and it's been weird. They're kind of jerking him around and moving the dates around and stuff. So he was dealing with that um, when he came back to the pharmacy and I noticed and he goes, this, this, uh, this case was like, I don't know, 48 of these was cheaper than than 36 i don't really understand but whatever and he's like half on his phone and half kind of dealing with stuff and he, i could tell he was stressed out and irritated and i looked down in the cart and it's diet pepsi <gasps> now meredith like, that is a, a brand too far that, <laughs> that's why it's cheaper but he was like you know when somebody is just upset and you're like i'm not gonna make it worse sure <laughs> I guess I just assumed that he knew that it was Pepsi, and I was like, well, okay, I guess. I don't know if that's what you want. And you knew <laughs> I'm not going to argue with you. You knew that leaving him would be too much for him to handle right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll wait until the job is more secure. <laughs> they're like circling back. Yeah. And then there will so, be a reckoning. About those cans. Um, and so... We <laughs> about those cans like... could be a shit title. <laughs> it's also something he said to me. There's nothing I can do about it. Okay, it's just how I was born. Um, so he, this is like a couple days later. He goes, you know, we we use up the last of the diet coke in the fridge, and he goes down to the basement where we store the extra stuff in our little pantry area. And he comes upstairs and he goes, "I just now realized." <laughs> This is Pepsi. I was like, yeah, I know. I didn't really want to say anything at the time. And he's like, what are we going to do? <laughs> what are we going to do? What are we going to do? I was like, well, we could take it back, but it's pandemic. And I don't really, I don't think they're even doing returns. And it's like, well, let's just try it and see how it goes. And so we put some in the fridge and it's like, not that bad, I guess. Are you getting trick-or-treaters in Detroit? Because you could just. <laughs> Maybe I could just put them out. Your kiddos. Yeah, I'm not going to do, I'm not doing trick-or-treating. I don't think it's a good idea. Oh, it's a terrible idea. Um, But I could just set them outside the door and be like, here you go. Do you have like a nasty old love seat that you could put by the the street and put them on there? Just tape free on there? I don't know. We need our like 2 p.m. caffeine fix every day. And if we plug our noses, it'll take care of that headache. Yes. You know, I, but... I, hopefully never again. I, I I've learned my lesson. Like sometimes sometimes you do need to push back, even if it's going to cause extra stress. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Could you doctor it up a little bit? Maybe like a rum and diet Pepsi. I don't like rum, but I think I could put. I wonder what it would taste like with whiskey in it. I think it's worth trying. You could you could do worse as someone who drank a lot of Jack and Coke in college. 
you know, quote, be right back. Quote unquote, it's twelve thirty somewhere. <laughs> quote unquote, Jack and Coke in a college bar is yeah. You know, it's what are you talking about, shelf. Meredith? It's twelve thirty where you are. It's twelve thirty here. Speaking it's of, okay. I never opened my. Oh yeah, it's not a can, so it didn't have the. Uh, but the, my Diet yeah. Coke. There it Diet is. Coke. I still have a couple of those Diet Dr. Peppers left, actually. We're slowly making our way through the sixer. Oh, God damn. I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is not soda talk. This is cracker talk. Okay, but yes. first we need to move on to the mailbag. Um, this was the question of the week was, what's your favorite movie set in Appalachia? We got um, a note from lovely Bob, and he said, okay, here's my list. Coal Miner's Daughter, which is a movie I, like, as a film miner, I have embarrassingly never seen before. Which is, shame. I know. Shame, shame. I know. I, I mean, know. I haven't seen it either, but <laughs> I, know. I wasn't a film miner. <laughs> I know. God, it's very embarrassing. Prom- Hillary, expecting you to have seen every single movie <laughs> <I know. laughs> is, th- this is something I get with my job all the time where people are like, oh, you're a statistician. You know this. And it's a statistic about like traffic patterns. I'm like, I don't know that. I don't just know because everything. I, I don't know every number. <laughs> oh, so I think you, you're for You don't? I, know. I don't. Okay. I, well, you probably do. Yeah, but <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> I no, it's one. Of, it's just one of those movies that I feel like I would like if I watched it, but it's never one that I'm like, let's cue it up. You know, uh, I like Sissy Spacek, and it's uh, what's his face from the Fugitive, um, Tommy, Lee, Tommy Jones? Lee Jones. Yeah, so I'm like, I feel like I would like it, but it just seems you know a little dark. But anyway, Coal Miner's Daughter, Promised Land, set in Pennsylvania Appalachians, I believe. Okay. That wasn't a part of our rule, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> again, Norma Ray set in the Alabama Piedmont, but close enough to the Appalachian Mountains. Again, no, really it's not. stretching the, the rules here, Bob. <laughs> October Sky, West Virginia, Cold Country. Another movie I've never seen, but I, I feel like I would like. I think Dave likes it. Um, Cold Mountain, and then he says, "Hope Elliot is doing better, Christy. Hope you're all safe, and maybe we'll all end up in the same re-education camp if the orange-haired monster wins." Here's hope and no, Bob. <laughs> God, we shall see. Yikes, 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 yikes. <laughs> and as far as uh, the Facebook page, I'm just going to list off a few. Uh, Kristen, my lovely sister, says Coal Miner's Daughter. Again, see, that's where I'm like, when did you watch it? Well, like, I wasn't there. <laughs> um, uh, How would this- you have an independent life from me? <laughs> I am the center of everybody's world. Why? Why were you not allowed to watch a movie without Hillary? (laughs) Um, Margaret says a walk in the woods, which I've never seen. Uh, Chris says song catcher, which is a good movie. Madawan and Big Stone Gap. I've I've seen Big Stone Gap. It's kind of like um, whimsical, but I don't love Ashley Judd. Yeah. um, I mean, I feel really bad for her. uh, But yes, I think she's not. She's beautiful, but I don't think she's like a fantastic actress mm-hmm. um kaylee says the wild and wonderful whites of west virginia i'm actually going to see kaylee tonight so i'm going to ask her more about that um this is from misty she says the thing called love river phoenix's last movie i watched this movie probably 50 times in high school it was always on showtime i love that it showed the songwriting side of the country music industry plus a very green sandra bullock is in it and i thought samantha mathis was so cool in the 90s of course and then she followed up and said i rewatched it it was kind of not good <laughs> <laughs> it had potential, but it was weirdly paced, and the perform- performances were uneven. I still kind of like the music, though. <laughs> when when I read this and I saw a very green Sandra Bullock, I just pictured Sandra Bullock as the Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> um, Maggie says, Cold Mountain. 
Danny says, I know it's a TV series, but I love Justified, which uh, Dave did too. I've heard it's really good. And I think um, Timothy Olyphant is very good. Yeah. I watched the first season, which was the only one available on Netflix at the time. It was great. So I think it's on Hulu now, maybe. So I got to go back and maybe rewatch and watch the whole thing. Um, Rosemary, who was a fellow film minor with me at Rhodes College, we were, once again, Rhodes Scholars. Um, Rosemary says Deliverance and Coal Miner's Daughter. Oh, well, then- Rosemary's <laughs> seen Coal Miner's Daughter. <laughs> I know. <laughs> God damn it. Um, Colian and Kath said Deliverance. And Louise said Loving, which I've, I've never seen, but I've heard is, is good. And That was maybe. recent, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just, a f- just yeah, maybe five or so years ago. Um, Amy says The Barkley Marathons. Um, Tier says The Hunger Games, which is really, I didn't even think about it. I mean, I guess it's, doesn't take place in really any time but i think it's sh- it's sort of supposed to be west mm-hmm. virginia um and then joseph says i can think i can't think of a movie but i'm reminded of a wonderful show that i learned from flash andrews previous character on another podcast called justified i even named my youngest after son after the main character raylan I was like, oh. Wow. wow i know I thought that was good and um i speaking of that other show i saw that jen was tweeting and it made me very happy she posted some. She doesn't post all the time, but I was like, "Oh, Jen!" Just there the knowledge are. that Jen Flash Andrews is alive and I know. Well in the world. Mm-hmm. I know makes mm-hmm. me very happy. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the mailbag. All right, let's get on to this cracker talk. Cracker talk. <laughs> I put cracker talk on the run sheet, or maybe Bobby did, and then underneath, I know it was Bobby that put dot dot dot. Yes, really. <laughs> But I added that because someone said it during the planning meeting. I I didn't pull that out of thin air. (laughs) And underneath the quote of our planning uh, session from Hillary, yeah, crackers are fun. They are fun. I love they crackers. Are. Well, and we uh, so like Anne, you introduced this as like you're like this is kind of thin, but I had this idea, and then everyone's like, yes, yes, yes. I have so many opinions about crackers. Like everyone was super enthused. Did you so. say it's kind of thin because they're crackers? <laughs> I mean, my pitch is literally one word: crackers. crackers. I get much thinner than that. <laughs> crackers. Dot dot dot. <laughs> figure it out but we yeah. love a good food topic before we start yeah. we should stress that this did come up in discussion in the planning we are not talking about chips chips are wonderful but that's a different show yeah this is crackers yep this is baked and we're not talking about these bs baked chips either baked lays and all that stuff no no no, no. that will fall no, no. into Those are still chips if we must we will talk about them in chips but this is specifically crackers and I think the reason that I want to talk about this is that I need to understand chicken in a biscuit. <laughs> Guys, what's chicken in a biscuit? Who said, you know what would make a great cracker? Meat flavor. I don't, under- I don't know that I've ever had a chicken in a biscuit cracker, but, you know, the packaging is very obvious it's that bright blue box i believe there's probably a chicken on it somewhere uh yes there is i'm looking at one right now and we even looked up i think somebody asked is there actually chicken in there and i first went on google and you know one of those ready-made answers popped up and it was like no there is no chicken and chicken in a biscuit and then i was like i don't know if i believe that so i went and looked at some nutrition labels online and they had chicken in them, like processed, dehydrated chicken bits or something. Mm. So apparently 
there is at least meat essence in chicken and a biscuit. So they are not vegetarian. <laughs> I thought they used to be, but maybe maybe they did used to be and they changed their formula or something. Or maybe it's a regional thing. I don't know. I sort of get this because the, it's just salt, right? Like, you know, you add chicken broth to like various dishes when you're cooking just to add some flavor. I think that's all it is, is, is that kind of like salty umami yeah. kind of yeah. deal. Yeah, yeah. See, like my, pro- I have had chicken in a biscuit. I feel like Missy's family had it. I don't know. I had it somewhere. And I feel this way. Sometimes I feel about certain, certain kind of cheese crackers. Not all of them. Not cheese nips. Not, I mean, there's some good ones, but when there's artificial kind of flavor, it tastes like barf to me a little bit. Like <laughs> I'll eat it, but like, <laughs> but it just has that. You know, at first you're like, mm, it's pretty good. And all of a sudden you're like, no, this is bad. But then, but then it cycles back and you're like, well, I'll eat it. Well, I mean, they're here, it's, but it's very bizarre. Chicken in a biscuit tastes like barf. <laughs> <laughs> well, eat it. this is a great time for me to say that I, I have never had a chicken in a biscuit cracker. And I tried to pick up a box earlier this week at Stop and Shop, which they did not have at our local Stop and Shop, which is the reason I went to Star Market this morning. Stop Market. Ah. We needed some other mm. things, but I also wanted to try a different store to try to find. So I am looking at, and I just sent you all a picture of my box of chicken <gasps> and a biscuit. Oh. Ooh. Are you going to try it live on the I air? Am. Please I'm do. Gonna, I'm going to try not just to chew. Just keep your chewing right, exactly. away from so us. I've got, so this is the reason I had vegetable thins in the house is because- they're in the same category of flavored crackers. Yes. And they're both Nabisco, so they're side by side. And But the Stop and Shop did not have chicken Nabisco, but did have the vegetable thins. So I bought those to tide me that, over. That chicken really looks far too yeah. happy. I was about to say that that cartoon chicken is either like, oh, get me out of here. Or it's like, yay, eat my body. <laughs> really going for the full sound mixing editing award here. And here's wow. the thing. I mean, apart from the actual composition of the biscuit, why is it spelled biscuit like that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Because like, I wrote down in my notes and I had to double check. Like, is it really spelled with a K? <laughs> K-I. Biscuit. Okay. Maybe it's like a legal thing where they can't, you know how like yes. they can't call, call it, it a Vegeta cheese. Yeah. It has to be. <laughs> Chez. It has to be processed cheese food. Okay. Oh, too much chewing. Negative one point. As Matt used to say, F minus. Yeah. Salty. Okay. Uh, Crunchy, crumbly. Not as crumbly as a Ritz cracker, nor is it as buttery as a Ritz cracker. But it it tastes like someone dusted them with, with chicken bouillon and salt. Okay. I mean, is yeah. that okay. going to have another one? I guess it is good if he's having two. What would you eat with chicken and a biscuit? Well, my feelings. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the back of the box says, create some fun at snack time with easy cheese and your favorite Nabisco crackers. Oh, my God. No. Easy so, cheese. <laughs> obviously, the easy cheese would be the first answer. Oh. Well, question. What's hard cheese? Or difficult cheese. That's easy cheese. <laughs> I was thinking like maybe chicken salad or something, but then I was thinking that's like in the in the social network where 
Eduardo gets in trouble for e- feeding chicken to a chicken. So I'm yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. a chew like inside of itself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what's wrong with, I think any cracker is good with just like a slice of like sharp cheddar yes. on it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. Yeah, I don't know that I'd go more exotic than that. It's certainly not like a fruit spread. That's not going to happen. Ooh. Oh. Well, I'm thinking about things that you would traditionally serve with, uh, you know, with a cracker. Like a no, this is yeah, that's no. Oh, like fig jam or something. <laughs> I don't think we're getting that fancy with chicken and a biscuit. I just no. ate two of these. The serving size is twelve. It's 160 calories. So if I divide by six, I just I just ate 26.6 calories of chicken in a biscuit. And, well, there's uh, your protein for the day. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> got your chicken part quota. Uh, so I got 10 more of these left before the end of the show. That's hey. what I'm <laughs> Maybe I'll save them for after. I'll, I'll eat the box. I mean, it's not bad. It's, it's, um, they're, they're not offensive. They're just not, I don't know. Yeah, they taste. I think we got these sometimes when I was a kid. And I, I feel like it was more just a like mindless eating them out of the box in front of the TV. Kind sure. Of, sure. Kind mm-hmm. of thing. Well, so what, the thing that immediately, like, stepping away from chicken and a biscuit, which is a, it's a, a question for the ages, honestly, but all, another question is I was listening to some podcast, I don't remember what it was, and it, they were debating Triscuit v. Uh, wheat Thins, and somebody was like, Triscuit is disgusting, Wheat Thins only, and I'm like, Excuse how me? I'm sorry. dare you? First of all, they're not even in the same league. Like, they're different things and different tastes. We they're apples and oranges. Bullshit. You can't even compare. There's not. This is not an either or. Yeah. I mean, I don't really like wheat thins that much. I think they're too dry and they're too. Wheat thins are boring. Cardboardy. The yeah. texture yeah. is yep. so tight that stodgy. They, they, they don't crumble in a pleasing in, in a way that's pleasing to the mouth. <laughs> no, they break in a random spot and they cut your mouth. Open. Yes. Yep. Triscuits are like weaved bread goodness. Like they're so good. <laughs> And if you want to bite a Triscuit in half, it cracks along the the line, the natural line that's in it. Right. So you can easily have half of a Triscuit if you need it. It's like it. the Kit Kat of crackers. Meredith, mm-hmm. do you have to orient your Triscuits when you eat them? Like I do. I have to yes. eat them. I have to bite on the, with the grain, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Otherwise, otherwise, it's a mess. Right. You can't, you can't eat your Triscuit on the bias. No, no, no. <laughs> I think it would crumble to pieces. I don't know if I've ever done that in my entire life. There's no point. I think my brain um, might explode. I have very strong opinions about cracked pepper and olive oil triscuits. I think they're the absolute best triscuit on earth. Correct. They're so good. Yep. Agreed. So good. Um, they are obviously there's, I can't ever taste the olive oil, which I, I don't understand why that's a flavor a lot of the time. It's um, just the glue the for the pepper, cracked pepper. Yeah. yeah, the cracked pepper is extremely strong, and then there, I think there's some olive and garlic, or olive, um, um, onion and garlic powder on there too, and they're really salty, and that's why I love them. And I will put any kind of cheese on them. I usually will get like, you know, those pre-cut cracker slices. Mm-hmm. They're so expensive, but sometimes I splurge on those. But like, you can just get deli cheese and just break it <laughs> to quarters, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that is a that is a really common snack around here. And I get the cracked pepper triscuits in family size from Target most of the time. And we have, I think, two boxes in the house right now. Um, it's those and Cheez Its are my two go to crackers. Oh, yeah. Cheez Its is something totally different i mean yes. it, fi- yeah. it fills a very different purpose i would yes. say that that cracked pepper and olive oil triscuit is it, 
for sure the platonic ideal of a Triscuit mm -hmm. because yes. it has enough flavor that you can just eat them by themselves. And yep. yet the flavor isn't so intrusive that you can't yes. eat them with other things, a yes. la my vegetable Ritz and peanut butter. <laughs> Near yeah. disaster. These, these Triscuits almost remind me of like a Dorito in the, in the way that they're flavored. Like they're so flavor blasted that sometimes you'll get one that has like a ton of powder on it. Sure. Like, yes, jackpot. Yep, that's the and finale. it's like a super flavor blasted Dorito almost. Try to eat that one last if I've got a yeah, bowl absolutely. of them. Yeah, absolutely. And, and face down on your tongue. You have to have the, the most like colorful side down oh, yeah. so you get all the flavor. <laughs> That's some Dan Pashman bullshit there. I know yeah. it is, but it's true. I do it. So then you had a very strong reaction in the planning meeting when we started talking about the other flavors of Triscuits. Could you elaborate on that a little bit? I think they're mostly bullshit. Um, the only other acceptable one is the rosemary garlic. Um, and that's that's all I have to say about it. I don't. I don't want to spend my okay, money on any other kind of Triscuit. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this would be the 2021 picnic topic, as we would buy all the flavors of Triscuits. Oh yeah. I mean, we, I wouldn't be opposed to that, honestly. We would get our friend to make a giant sign of a Triscuit with all of us on it, or something. <laughs> oh, I mean, man. let's talk about a few of these. Mm -hmm. I immediately thought of the dill flavored. I don't know if it's dill. Dill, sea salt, and something. Shop for Triscuits. I think it's more flavors. olive oil. Yeah, maybe it, it is. I um, think that's just there to make it sound fancy. I think that's... I don't know. My, my Scandinavian heritage really um, instills a love of dill in mm -hmm. me. So I like those. And I think you can do dill with cheese. That's fine. Sure. Oh, sure. Or a little, um, little herring. I think I've little... tried the... Man... What's a good way to just find them all? I I went We've to the tried. Triscuit website and but they did all the flavors and all the sizes intermixed and I was like, ugh, this is not helpful. I think that reduced fat Triscuits are a crime against no, nature. No, 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 no. Yeah. Reduced fat. I I went on a little diatribe yesterday about reduced fat and they think it's so nineties and yeah, it's and it's bullshit because they just add like more sugar and stuff. Like it's just mm -hmm. fat is not the enemy. Did the garlic herb Triscuits come out a little earlier than some of the other flavors? Because I think I remember them early on, but then they've been supplanted in quality by these specific flavors, like the yeah, that might have been like their first pepper. foray yeah. into right. like I see, I see a roasted garlic flavor. Now I found the Triscuit flavors page on Amazon. Boy, where where has this been my whole life? Um, so that sounds okay. Roasted garlic, a uh, fire roasted tomato, and olive oil. Cheddar, tzatziki. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Avocado, cilantro, and lime. Four cheese and what is that? Herb. Four cheese and herb. Parmesan, garlic, rosemary, and olive oil. Like I don't even care about original anymore. There's dill, sea salt, and olive oil. Smoked. Gouda. I'm on their page, and I'm seeing some really wild ones. Sriracha. Overrated. I mean, that's not necessary. I've never seen that in the store. There's a uh -uh. cranberry and sage. What? Oh, I don't know if I now we're getting into like weird seasonal flavors. Yes. Right. And of course, there's a pumpkin. It's called pumpkin and spice. No, I think. No, no, no. It's not even pumpkin spice. Well, maybe it's that pumpkin. means they actually have pumpkin in it and not just maybe. pie seasoning. Just, yeah. Ugh. I think we've tried the dill and sea salt ones. 
you know, Gregory's Polish, and so anything dill is is a go, and they're fine. But I just I don't know. They're not as available as the the, the correct pepper ones. Yeah. I think Triscuit knows that that's their, yeah, their bread yeah. and butter. Yeah, smoked sure. Gouda. So to speak. it's like me with Diet Coke. You know, Diet Dr Pepper is great. I like it, but it's not the can't beat the original. Yep. And by mm-hmm. original, I mean cracked pepper and olive oil. It's so good. It has a little bit of spice to it. You know, you're like, mm-hmm. ooh, there's that pepper. <laughs> oh boy, I love coconut flavored things, but there is apparently a coconut Triscuit, and Ooh. I don't think I want mm-mm, to try that. Mm-mm. I feel like that would be texture confusion. Yes, I was right. just thinking that. And to- oh, so toasted coconut is in the ingredient list, and that's just that's like a sweet flavor, and I don't like that in my Triscuit. It's only a matter Thank of time you. before dessert Triscuits get rolled out. Like, <laughs> I think I saw. I might have looked at the same page as you, Meredith. I think there was like a cinnamon sugar Triscuit on there i'm intrigued but not enough to order it no like if somebody had them at a party you were going to you know in the before yeah. times uh I, i'd be like yeah i'd try one of those but i'm not gonna buy a box the most useless flavor of triscuit in my opinion is hint of salt <laughs> fuck off that's the Lacroix flavor of triscuits <laughs> that's just offensive agreed there's no need for that <laughs> But yeah, Triscuits, though, I mean, Triscuits rule. They're the best. And you can eat them alone. You can eat them with cheese. Yep. You can eat them with hummus. Easy cheese. Yeah, whatever. Mm. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Triscuits, of course, the combination of electricity and biscuit, the electric baked Triscuit, originated (laughs) in Niagara Falls, USA, the pride of Niagara Falls. Hell yeah. Baked by electricity. Yep. Yep. Hell yeah. I think that maybe, okay, Cheez-Its and those specific Triscuits are my favorite. I, I love saltines for very specific yes. reasons. I, if I have a stomachache, there's nothing I want more than saltines. Oh, saltines. And they are medicine, yes. in my opinion. Saltines all the way. I love, <clears throat> much like how I feel about um, eating popcorn with Diet Coke, like shoving a whole bunch of popcorn and then drinking <laughs> Diet Coke, I kind of feel that way with saltines and like, seven up like i like to shove a whole bunch of saltines in my mouth and then melt them <laughs> like oh for so for me it's saltines and this is just purely just i think maybe a, a midwest thing or a michigan thing but it's verner's ginger ale oh, and saltines. Sure, like sure. that is what you had when you were sick yes that sounds good i also used to love to like when i was home alone i would get a sleeve of saltines and i would put jelly on them and eat them oh i've never tried that it's really Fine. That sounds good. I, <laughs> I mean, definitely made cheese market. and crackers. <laughs> yeah, I made cheese and crackers with saltines before. Like, I went through this whole... Maybe it was... I, yeah, I was in college. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> trying to think, like, when was that? Yeah. But it was good. Yeah. Uh, I probably wouldn't do it again. Have any but... of you taken the saltine cracker challenge? No. no. What is this? Oh, this is when you try to eat six saltine crackers in a minute. Oh, sounds like a good way to choke to death. Yeah, thanks. <clears throat> Without drinking Without, anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah, I mean, if you <laughs> gave me a diet coke or a glass of water, it would be disgusting, but I could do it. Uh, but yeah, the the whole point is that it dries out your mouth so fast that you can't. This is a classic like lunchroom thing. I think we used to do this oh. in high school. Is this one of those things where you you think it's going to be so easy on the surface, like fold a like piece folding of paper. a piece of paper? Yeah. Right. Yep. <laughs> right. Uh, the Wikipedia page for Saltine Cracker Challenge is amusing because there's a picture of a guy with a uh, sculpted uh, 
with some sculpted facial hair and he's got his he's got the cracker sitting in front of him and it's captioned an optimistic office worker preparing before failing the challenge (laughs) (laughs) why does it have its own wikipedia page and then there's another picture of two people in an office doing the challenge and it's captioned office workers competing against the clock is that office worker andrew walsh in 20 years (laughs) (laughs) it could be so we'll put this well, in the show notes. Can I say that we'll remember to put this in the show notes? Probably not. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. We'll see. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. Well, let's go to, um, I want to talk about a another, as far as I'm concerned, a beloved cracker, which we have already referenced. That is the Ritz yes. cracker. Yes. Friend mm. to small children everywhere. Yes. Because it is crumbly enough that a kid probably isn't going to choke on it. Yes. Mm-hmm. And made with lots of butter, or let's be honest, probably like partially hydrogenated palm kernel oil or something. delicious. I know. Ritz crackers are so good, and it is salt forward, as you like, Meredith, but not (laughs) flavor blasted. But they have those distinct salt crystals on the top, Mm -hmm. which is very good. And I have such a fond spot for Ritz because my grandpa used to sit on the three-season porch with his glass of red wine and a sleeve of Triscuits and watch the Vikings games whenever whenever we were over there on a Sunday. And he would let you have some of his Ritz crackers. It's one of the few really positive memories that I have of that set of drunk grandparents um (laughs) and it was a real family tragedy when grandpa went to the doctor and found that his cholesterol was (laughs) high and his doctor said you have to stop eating ritz and switch to melba toast and so grandpa ate melba toast crackers from then on and it just wasn't the same a Melba toast is no. not an appropriate substitution no. for Ritz. No. no, it's not even in the same like category to me. A Melba toast is so hard, um, and doesn't it, it doesn't like melt in your mouth. It mm. has its uses. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. But sure. Ritz, it's not Ritz. a substitute. Ritz and peanut butter is so good. Yes. Yeah, so. I went to look at Ritz flavors. I don't know why I bought the roasted vegetable. They're pretty good, let me tell you. But they have not gone crazy like Triscuits yet. I see on the Ritz product page, it says they have the originals. So they have original flavor, the roasted vegetable, whole wheat, whatever, and bacon. <laughs> I don't know that I want to try the bacon because I feel like it's fake bacon. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, yes going to be bako ritz crackers then they have the crisp and thins and this is where i don't know that i like this trend to take the cracker and just press it flat and make it thin so that we think it's healthy i mean we've been doing this all the oreo thins and all Mm -hmm. probably chips ahoy thin all this bullshit but it's spread to our crackers and now we have ritz thins i don't like it no these are teetering on being chips. Uh, they're delicious, but they're chips. We've gotten the um, the salty ones and the cheddar ones. There is a toasted chips section. Hmm. 
So the crisp and thins are different from the toasted chips. Huh. Well, right. Oh, We're really looking at that fine line that this podcast isn't going to cross. <laughs> is, <laughs> is the whole point of doing this to, to food to make people think there's fewer carbs in it or something? Because you see that with like bagels. Like, oh, bagel thins. It's not as bad as a bagel. Oh, it's God. Like, no, it's, they just smush the air out. <laughs> yeah, that's all. I know. I don't understand the point. Or tortillas instead of bread. I mean, tortillas are great, but they are not lower calorie than bread. <laughs> no. And they're not always they're lower flat. carb either. No, exactly. <laughs> They're just I mean, maybe smushed. maybe this is a texture thing. Maybe somebody prefers that texture, and that's fine. Sure. But whatever. It seems like half marketing. Right. If this yeah. is something that's trying to convince us that we should still eat just as many crackers because they're thinner or that we could eat more because they're thinner, then I reject it. Yes. Well, I think it's also like like with all the Oreo flavors, it's about market share, right? So... If Ritz rolls out this and says, we're going to put a ton of effort into this grocery stores, give us some, some more of your shelf for cracker thins or whatever. It just it makes the Ritz section even bigger. Mm, more robust. And so you're going to walk by and how do you miss? Ooh, a new Ritz product. I mean, they can pedal on their brand name. And like I said, they're they're good. We've had them. Sam and I have gotten the regular ones and the cheddar ones and like. Just for variety, but yeah, you wouldn't put anything on them like a cracker because they're already they're they're prepared like a chip. Like you're going to eat them like chips. You're going to eat them out of a bowl. They're almost pita chip esque, mm. and you know they just fall into this this gradient line of pushing toward a different show. There are snowflake flavored, flavored shaped <laughs> Ritz. How they taste for like Christmas? a romantic moment melting on your tongue. <laughs> <laughs> It looks like, yeah, like a lifetime holiday. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. I just found out we're not cousins. <laughs> Gross. I don't see. I searched Snowflake Ritz and I don't find them. Really? Yeah. Image. I image searched them and I've got a bunch. Okay. I'll put a picture in the show notes. <laughs> there is, there's a couple of recipes where people are dipping them half in dark chocolate and sprinkling oh, peppermint. God. Oh, them. oh, oh, oh. I have a thing. <sighs> God love you, Christmas cookie bakers. <laughs> you do whatever you have the time and talent for, however much you want to do. But taking a Ritz cracker and dipping it in chocolate and putting sprinkles on it is not baking. It is <laughs> no. Not baking. No. Don't That's... bring those bullshit Christmas cookies to the neighborhood cookie exchange. Because I have spent five hours baking a beautiful Christmas cookie and then to come up with your dipped crackers with sprinkles on it. Make them with your kids. Awesome. They certainly taste good. But that is not appropriate to give to other people it's also not a cookie no not yeah. a cookie that's like some like sandra lee semi-homemade bullshit yeah it is <laughs> that's a cop-out go get some store-bought cookies if you can't bake yes yes don't do this store-bought cookie meredith well what? is it better than a ritz dipped in chocolate I would reject both of those. But... <laughs> Normally, I'm I not suppose... comfortable with disparaging the former first girlfriend of the state of New York, by the way, but I know. I'll know i let it slide this time. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, 
so should we talk about like quote unquote like healthy I'm I'm doing air quotes. Um crackers like the you know, Acmax or Wasa crackers. I, I tell myself that Triscuits are healthy because they're whole, whole wheat. <laughs> well, I'm just saying that these taste like virtual. I mean, they taste like cardboard, but. Oh, they're like eating rocks. Yeah. yeah. I like Acmax. I, I grew up with those too. And I like them, but they are like, I can't chew them anymore. Right. I don't think I have the jaw power for that. What I really like, there's this um, pimento cheese from H-E-B that I really like. And it's, I want to put a lot on a cracker and like with a wasa cracker. And I want to taste that. Like, I want that to be the star of the show is this pimento cheese that's so delicious. And I need something sturdy that won't like, you know, melt under the weight of, <laughs> of the pimento. <laughs> or that won't break uh, yeah. when you dip it. Yes, yeah, exactly. These are like fancy party crackers when we talk about. Yes. Like cars, water yes. crackers, yeah. and all yes. of that stuff. These are meant to be vehicles for, like brie. Some yeah, something right. more <laughs> exciting and sophisticated. I guess you could talk put about fig that. jam on these, yes. right? Yeah. Yes, yeah. you absolutely could. But not on chicken and a biscuit. We there are so many tangents nope. here. We need to make sure we chase down. First is that Christy wanted an official weigh-in on water crackers. Sure. Water crackers are great for fancy cheese. Yes. I mean, yes. Why yeah. waste a water cracker on like your everyday cheddar? Yes. Right. Only yeah. if I'm going to the cheese deli counter at the fancy grocery store and I'm getting like cave aged Welsh cheddar or whatever. Right. That's right. appropriate. You use a water cracker when you don't want to overpower the taste of the cheese. Right. It's like a when dis- you've got something it's a fancy. Disposable mini plate. Yeah, (laughs) it's an edible. Yeah, it's an edible utensil. Basically, it's a cheese delivery system, and it doesn't interfere with anything because it tastes like nothing. Right, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't use it for like a dip unless it was a very thin dip. In which case, what is the point of having a dip? Yeah, but a water cracker is that's just going to end up with half a cracker in the dip. Thin dip is just soup. (laughs) Which, which uh, Meredith, you have underrated as oyster crackers, which is a good call. Yeah. I love oyster crackers and I will, I like them in soup, but I will eat them on their own. Oh, too. for sure. Absolutely. Like, you know how a restaurant will, a certain kind of restaurant will give you like 20 packages <laughs> of them. <laughs> like, you want two for your soup and then I'll just take the rest home and eat them. Like a real super cracker. <laughs> I bought Sam a case on uh, Amazon once or maybe from a, maybe from the restaurant supply store because she, yeah, she'll eat the little packets of the, mm-hmm. I forget the brand. It's something farms or something, you know, the, the, the nice oyster crackers, the upscale oyster crackers. <laughs> I got her case of say I've noticed. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, back in the 80s, my grandma used to buy a big package of oyster crackers. And then I'm not sure exactly what the recipe was, but I think it was probably coat in butter and then oh, yeah. Hidden barely ranch powder. No, That's... no, it was dill. Oh. And, it was, and she just had a bucket of it and it was real good. Oh, yeah. Mm. Um, speaking of water crackers, Bobby, I heard you say this when I asked Dave what his favorite cracker was, which he looked at me like, I'm sorry, what? And I'm like, what's your favorite cracker? And he said, uh, water crackers, which made me judge him a little bit. I'm like, water, water. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm like, that's so boring. He likes a Triscuit too, but, and he really loves Cheez-Its. Like Cheez-Its I think are his favorite, but he said that water crackers were like, it reminds him of communion. And it's the only thing that he liked. Yep. <laughs> 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 I always thought those tasted like styrofoam. Yeah. Yep. But I think, you know, you're sitting through this long ass mass and you're mm-hmm. like, yes, you I'm get a hungry. Little snack. <laughs> yeah. You uh, know, that's, that's my, my number one, uh, hold to poke through transubstantiation is that P 
people with a gluten intolerance can't have the communion wafers. <laughs> oh, no, there is a gluten-free body of Christ now. Oh, oh I know, but you got to go out of your way for it. Like, it's transformed, isn't it? <laughs> also, if it was true transubstantiation, wouldn't the body of Christ taste better? I would hope so. Delicious little cannibal bites. Um, <laughs> Even before the pandemic, I always thought that, that communion was a really good disease vector. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like just mouth to mouth, basically. And then you're passing around yeah. a cup of wine or mm-hmm. he's putting his hands in everybody's mouth, depending on how it's done. I used to go to Christian Reformed Church and they would do a variety, like a version of this where they would pass around like a big rustic loaf of bread. Like it was very adorable and everybody would tear off a piece. But it's in everybody's hands. <laughs> so, yeah. now, now when we're looking back, we're like, what the fuck were Ugh, we doing? How dare you make it sound occultal? Um, <laughs> I mean, in like... And a lot of the churches that I've gone to, the Lutheran, more modern churches, you know, they have a tray that has just teeny weeny little cups yes. that they put the wine in and mm-hmm. everybody gets their own individual. But I, when I was in college, I did go a couple of times to this small Lutheran church and there were so few people that went to it that we all just got up and went up onto the, it's not the altar, the altar is the actual thing, into the front of the the pulpit or whatever. Yeah. No, they're not the pulpit either. God, I'm just so not a Christian anymore. <laughs> I know that we just mean. stood in a circle in the front, and they actually yeah. passed around the goblet. Yep. You know, the, yeah, the last crusade dirty mouth in it. Goblet. Yeah. And I even at the time <laughs> I was like, really? Okay. Mm-hmm. If if we must. Oh God. Uh, when I was in youth group, I took a trip to Toronto once, and the I would say the most um, the scrappiest communion I ever took part in was uh, a glass of red wine from room service and a bagel that someone had sliced up into rings. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you make do with what you got. I, mm-hmm. I want to do a plug for, you mentioned cars and water crackers, but cars, whole wheat crackers are my go-to fancy, unexpected mm. cracker. And we buy them sometimes for the house too, just for fun. Funsies, you know, fun crackers. Um, <laughs> they are thicker than the average cracker and they have sort of this crumbly texture to them but not until you break them and they're really great for a heftier like a like a soft brie and uh or or a fig jam or something like that Mm -hmm. or an orange marmalade and cheese combo getting it on there but the cars whole wheat have a texture unlike any other cracker that i have found and that's my favorite uh fancy cracker i gotta go to the grocery store now i know (laughs) hungry hey real quick i put this down but then i realized maybe it was an error our Pita chips, chips, or are they crackers? So I think we need to talk about that because I wrote down lavash, which is basically the same thing. Yeah. I I think lavash is crackers. I think the chip is referring to something different in this case. I think it's like like a a, a chip off the old block or a chip of stone or something. I think it's a chip Hmm. of a pita. Yeah. I I agree. Because in in my head, they're they're crackers. They're just They are. They're crackers. I think so. I mean, we I can like- do a flatbread episode, and then that would just resolve all of this. <laughs> we really get into the nitty gritty of like <laughs> toasted bread discussion. But if like if if a piece of like toasted pita with like zatar on it isn't a cracker, then I don't know what a cracker is yeah. because yeah. that is a good snack. Then right Meredith there. doesn't want to live in this world. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Uh, I do love pita chips, and I like to dip. Uh, like when I have people over, that's if I, I always get hummus and always mm-hmm. get the HEB pita chips. Highly recommend. Yeah. Really Think good. back to like when we were growing up in the eighties and 
for Bobby the 90s. Married him a little bit in the 90s. Yeah, it's kind of both. Could you have imagined a day when we would just eat hummus as a matter of course? I know. It's so weird. No. And there being like a variety of different kinds. I mean, kind of. And dessert. Well, okay. My mind is still blown by dessert hummus and I can't bring myself to do it. Don't bring me chocolate hummus. Again, that's a texture confusion thing. Yeah, it is. Pudding? Is it? What is it? I want chickpeas, maybe some garlic. Right. I uh, would eat a, des- a dessert chocolate spread. Yes. But let's not sure. call it hummus. Yes. Why does it have to have chickpeas in it? <laughs> Absolutely not. Just give me a jar of Nutella and some privacy. I don't need this to be. <laughs> <Really? laughs> no, I thought pita was pretty pretty exotic, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I remember when those started to get really popular. I was like, ooh, fancy. <laughs> but what we a- all ate them the way that they were intended to be eaten, right? You know, you'd open up the pocket and put the whatever, the lettuce and the mm-hmm. Some fat-free turkey there. and some. Yeah, I, I don't <laughs> yeah. remember the last time I made an actual, like, sandwich from a pita. No. That is something I do on occasion because I love halloumi cheese so much. Oh, yeah. And there was a there was a easy lunch that I had when I was in Cyprus. Almost every day when we were staying with my friend Michelle's grandparents, they would make this for us because you just cook up some halloumi, you just like fry halloumi slices or grill them. You put it in a pita with some tzatziki sauce, tomatoes, and cucumber. It is so good. And I will do that every once in a while. Halloumi is like $10 a brick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like mm-hmm. sometimes food, but that's my favorite way to have it. And here I am oh. microwaving string cheese like a rube. <laughs> you know, sometimes I run out of like mozzarella mix and I will put string cheese on like a pizza hey, if I'm so, making homemade pizza. I'm so hungry. It's good. <laughs> so I know. Hungry. Let's, yeah, let's wrap this up. But, but Bobby, you bought vegetable thins, you said. I did. Yeah, so yeah. I did. we need to talk about these. Have Had you had vegetable thins before? This is a new one. I don't remember having them, but they did not strike me with... Um, a firm memory, like, I know I hadn't had chicken in a biscuit before, but the vegetable thins, like, I, I, I've i had garden herby crackers in the past, and so it's hard to really remember. I was I was underwhelmed by the vegetable thins. Here's my hmm. issue with vegetable thins. I have loved them for a long time. I still love them. The vegetable ritz actually tasted pretty close to the vegetable thin, but the thing is, they used to be shaped like vegetables mm. they so you would have one that was shaped like a carrot and one that was a Cute. pepper and one that was an onion and like celery and it was really fun to eat them and some time ago i don't know in the last 10 to 15 years they changed them so they're just cracker shaped and it really robs a significant portion of the joy yes for me yes. That would be like if Lucky Charms were just like random marshmallows in the yes. animal crackers yeah. were just like squares. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? That's bullshit. <laughs> so I still will buy a box of vegetable thins on occasion. It's just it's too not bad. The same. Can nope. we please go back to when they were vegetable shapes and women knew their place? <laughs> Come on, Joe Biden, bring it back. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm wondering now, yeah, because the, the vegetable thins are sort of, they've got a bit of a wave to them. They're shaped like uh, the flag emoji are all shaped, yes. where they've just got a mm-hmm. little bit of a swagger to them, but otherwise <laughs> it's just a rectangle with a little bit of a swag. Yeah, and they definitely they fit together. Right. You can sort of see the, how the yeah. sheet is cut. They're sheet cut with mm-hmm. no waste versus those those vegetable crackers, <laughs> with, which left all sorts of dough on the counter. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, 
I wonder though, maybe I, if I take a couple of vegetable thins and a chicken and a biscuit and stack them like those stupid Pringles commercials, <laughs> if I'm getting closer to a complete and balanced dinner. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I just need a glass of milk cracker to go with it. Oh, God. <laughs> a glass of milk and an orange juice and half a grapefruit. <laughs> <laughs> And go brush your teeth. <laughs> well, do we have any last thoughts about crackers? I mean, I don't think we'll ever be out of thoughts on crackers. But I <laughs> no, think no, that's true. We're at a good landing place. Gone long enough. <laughs> They're just so good. You know, you could be surprised that we've spent this long a time talking about crackers, but I'm not. No, I'm not. No. I knew we could do it. Oh, yeah. So, friends, this won't be a surprise. The question of the week is... What's your favorite cracker? I mean, you can go category if you want or brand, or you could come up with a specific flavor like your cracked pepper and olive oil Triscuit. Just uh, let us know on the Facebook group or through email or however you want to get in touch with us. Let us know what your favorite cracker is. Yes. All right. Uh, Should we get into some tea she recommends? Indeed. Should I go first? Yes. Mine is first on the list. Yes. Uh, I'm recommending a Netflix show that's not new, but I've been re-watching for Comfort TV, and it's called The World's Most Extraordinary Homes. And it is the best hybrid of, like, house porn and travel porn that you could Mm -hmm. ever see in your life. And it... I. I think it's a Netflix original, so I don't know if it's British, but it's hosted by um, two British people. One is, a, I guess, a fairly well-known architect, uh, and so he is always going into houses and being like, and the interplay of the light and the shade <laughs> and the way that the, 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 ta- the tactileness of the walls, and the lady is like a British sitcom actress of... Of a certain age. She's definitely in the middle-aged momish type. And she's always like, oh, oh, look at this bathtub. It's just they have good chemistry. But it's a show. It's not about like super fancy houses. Although there are definitely some multi-million dollar homes in in this um sort of portfolio but it's more about sort of building a home in a in a particular landscape and the challenges of doing that it's like it's sort of statement architecture done in interesting locations so they have one um show that's like in the forest and so Ooh. there was one house where the owner didn't want to cut down any trees so they built the fucking house around the trees wow and there's one on the top of a swiss mountain and one on a tiny island in a norwegian fjord and one on the vertical cliff you know in coastal spain and so it's all these really weird architecture pieces that uh, have been integrated into the landscape and I you know it's it's a lot of really modern architecture a lot of concrete yeah which isn't my thing but everything that you look at it's really fun to figure out what I like and what I don't like what I would change and sort of learn a little bit more about it so it's a real easy watch I think there's like 
12 episodes and they look at four houses an episode so cool it's really fun and easy and i don't steer you guys wrong no you don't on netflix mm-hmm. shows no I somebody feed bill every, somebody feed bill until <laughs> yes. everybody watched it <laughs> oh. season four coming out soon <laughs> so oh good my gosh so good <laughs> Love so him. I recommend the world's most extraordinary homes. If Netflix has not been recommending it to you, you must have a very different algorithm <laughs> than me. Uh, speaking of things that Netflix has been trying to force down my throat, who put Emily in Paris on the list? Okay, so I am going to steer you wrong. This is my rec, non-rec. <laughs> I, there are things that, you know, I have notoriously, like, I can have some really bad taste. But, okay, so I... One, love stupid shows. Like, I can get down with it. I, like, I watch all of Gossip Girl. Like, I, like, to the end, watch Gossip Girl. Love Gossip Girl. I, you know, it's very problematic, but loved Sex and the City back in the day. Darren Starr created and produced. I love Paris. I wish I could go to Paris right now. It sounds (laughs) lovely. This show is so fucking stupid. I watched every single episode of it. It's 10 episodes. I think they're 30 minutes each. It's so bad. I mean, the first episode is truly terrible. It gets marginally better as it goes on. And as Netflix does, it hooks you in. So you're like, I got to see what's, you know, who's Emily going to, is she going to have sex with that guy? It is beautiful as far as like the, her clothes are pretty, she is very attractive the scenery is lovely. You know, they filmed in Paris. So it is like, it is lovely. You're like, Oh, I wish I could be in Paris. This fucking dumbass is so like, she's always like, I don't speak French <laughs> all the time. That's like the whole thing is that she doesn't speak French. Um, it's really bad. I will say as far as a show that you can kind of get hooked into slash completely to screen by while numbing your brain. This is a good one to watch the guy. I will. This is the one thing, the guy in it, the main, Love interest is very hot, so that's you got that going for it. But it's not um, nothing. Lily Collins is all eyebrows. I mean, she's beautiful and you know, nepotism writ large, but uh, she is not a good actress, unfortunately. I have heard every review, everybody that I've listened to that says the exact same thing that you did. It is so bad. I watched all the episodes in one day. I know. I mean, I really would have watched it all in one sitting had I not started it kind of late at night. And I was like, but I still. And then Dave was, how our house is set up is we have a little loft. So I'm watching downstairs, but, and Dave was working and he could kind of hear it. And he was like, this is so stupid. But then he did like (laughs) chuckle a couple of times and, you know, was kind of like getting into it. But uh, yeah, it's not good. But also whatever. Yeah. I mean, Netflix is serving it up to anybody who will take it. They're like, you want it? You know, you Mm. want it. You know you want mm-hmm. it. I've heard. I've lost count of the number of reviews of Emily in Paris I've heard, and none of them have been good. And no. yet. <laughs> no. None of them were good. And yeah, it's like the number one watch show, I think, on Netflix. Because I think kind of similarly, Anne, to what you were saying about like looking at sort of a travelogue in a way, kind of like somebody feed Phil is a food show, but you're kind of seeing the sights of the various cities. We can't go freaking anywhere. So it is lovely to look at Paris uh, mm-hmm. through, you know, lovely cin- cinematography. So, and, uh, you know, she drinks so much wine during it. And I think I have been like not drinking as much lately, which is good, but also like it would make me be like, I'm just going to have another glass. <laughs> it looks fun. <laughs> drinking wine looks fun. So easy to be enabled. By stuff <laughs> totally. <like that>. Totally. <laughs> 
Well, uh, Emily's doing it. Oh, I gotta do it. Yeah, no, it's really stupid. It'll be like being in Paris. <laughs> it's not, though. It's nothing like it. My living room is nothing like Paris. I do have a map of Paris, but it is nothing like Paris. Well, you know, um, Par- Paris is famous for its maps of Paris. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Bobby, you want to plug? Yeah, the shameless Amazon plug of the week this week is Safeware brand disposable clear plastic jello shot cups with lids, souffle portion containers. Uh, I told you we'd come back around to uh, individual portion souffle cups. Uh, this is particular, uh, in particular, a two ounce cup with a set of 200 cups and 200 lids for $9.99 or only $9.99. Um, I ordered these because uh, with the ongoing saga of feeding the cat pumpkin, we uh, are buying cans of pumpkin, but it goes bad if you leave it open. And so we are buying canned pumpkin and then portioning it into these two ounce plastic cups. Uh, And then we are putting lids on the cups and putting them in the freezer and then taking them out and defrosting them. And one of these two ounce cups gets us two nights worth of pumpkin for cupcake. Um, and we were burning through these disposable little plastic cups. And I tried for like free form freezing them on a sheet pan, like you would cookie dough that you're going to bake off later. It just ended up being too much of a pain in the ass, uh, to do it that way. And it wasn't effective. And this is much easier for us to just have it pre-portioned. And so if you're looking for something that can hold nine gummy bears or, uh, <laughs> just enough granola to put on top of some yogurt or something, uh, uh, I really want gummy bears now. Looking at these pictures, <laughs> <laughs> this is our so this is our plug. This is um, this is disposable clear plastic Jello shot cups with lids, souffle portion containers. <laughs> Two hundred of them, and, and I'll see them in the grocery stores sometimes. But like when you need them, you don't know where to find them. They're one of those things right. that's like hanging yeah. off a hook on the side of the plastic mm-hmm. bag aisle. And so I, and, and I, you're like, I know they're here somewhere. God damn it! Right. Find and so t- two hundred of these will theoretically last us four hundred days. And so we'll run, we'll we'll lose them before we use them all. I'm sure. Yeah. So there you go. I don't know. It seems mighty suspicious that you got ones that are labeled Jello shot cups <laughs> in the description. Bobby, sometimes sometimes I'll visit Boston. You know, so you got to prep for me. <laughs> yes, Hillary does love a Jello shot. <laughs> God. I've got the pictures like, to prove it. DM me. I got about- 200, but is that enough? <laughs> <laughs> These are not the best Jello cup, Jello shot cups, though, really, because you want something a little softer because you want to be able to sort of give an assist with the squeeze. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you want yeah. one of the like the thing that comes on the top of the Pepto Bismol. Yes. Yeah, bottle, I thought that Jello the next day. <laughs> Jello shot cups are usually a little narrower and taller yeah. than these ones. Yeah. yeah. These are be. takeout sauce cups. See, these <laughs> yes. would be that would be like a little Jello dessert of booze. You know, <laughs> this would come with one of those flat, um, those those flat uh, balsa Spoon wood spoons. That yeah, use, like, with the ice cream cup. Oh yeah, put a little like floret of whipped cream, fake whipped cream on top. God, I like my Jello shots fancy. I need a little. <laughs> okay, well let's get into housekeeping. Housekeeping. Uh, buy stuff from us. The merch is at thisshowhaseverything.com and click the shop button. Please, please, please rate and review us, please. It's t- Guys, 10 days from today. My birthday present is for y'all to rate and review us. <laughs> oh my uh, God, I'm off my game. I thought, wait, what day? What's is 10 that coming days up? from today? It's like the is election. That, that, I know. <laughs> I should know this cold. I know. We really, really should, but it's okay. It's all right. It's all right. We've got other things going on. 
Um, <laughs> it's not all right, Hillary. It's not. <laughs> um, shop our Amazon link. Add the link to your phone home screen and use it that way. Or, you know, go to our website and you can click on it and it'll take you right through our stuff. You do not have to buy, you know, little plastic shot <laughs> glasses. I mean, <laughs> you can, but you could probably find a use for them. Uh, on my bookmark bar. Before Electoral Vote, the website that you gave us, Hillary, and before the New York Times and before Defector, uh, I have Tishi Amazon, and it's the link to the Uniball Vision Elite pen still. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I click when I need to go to Amazon. Sweet. If you'd like to get involved with the show, and we hope that you will, this show is about you as well as about us, you can visit our website at thisshowhaseverything.com. You can send us your commentary at throwyourphone.com. Good and bad, cracker thoughts, whatever you have. You can also participate in our Facebook group. I'm sure we'll have a robust cracker talk thread going on there this week the show twitter is at tishy show you can email us anything longer or anything you want to have a record of at tishy at 10710.com send us a voice memo probably wishing hillary a happy birthday might be a good idea and then you can email that to us once you've recorded it you can fax bobby your butt or anything else that needs faxing at 617-354-8500 one three well guys usually i say you know i feel like we've done a good job talking about this but i really feel like there's so oh. much cracker material left to cover absolutely this we could we, it could this, have been a four-hour show yeah. this is a jumping off point <laughs> we need to continue this in in facebook and maybe you know another five-part show series I don't know. yeah that's true i guarantee someone will post something on the facebook group and we'll all be like oh why did we not think of this so we may have to revisit this but at least for today thank you all for joining us and that was Everything we could think of right now about crackers. Thanks for not kicking us out of bed. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, baby. I'm sorry I said the things I did. It was a silly fight. I was wrong, you were right. What I really mean to say. to myself now that you're gone oh but it's lonely i'm sorry i ever let you go it's a matter of fact i got to have you back i just want you